And immediately the father of the boy, crying out with tears, said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Mark 9, verse 24. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I have always treasured stories of faith long defunct, being revived and made more vibrant than ever before. During my 43 years as a priest, I have witnessed the butterfly emerge from the cocoon of indifference and heretical sleep many, many times. Sometimes the awakening is sudden. Often it takes time, but it does happen. These are miracles of grace, and they are often more awesome than physical miracles. But sometimes the two miracles, miracles of grace and physical miracles, are conjoined. So I was intrigued when I discovered the story of Dr. Alexis Carell, a research scientist, surgeon, and biologist, and a Nobel Prize winner. Dr. Carell was a French doctor practicing in the area around Lyon, France. Devout as a young child, he soon fell away from the practice of the Catholic faith and became indifferent due to the influence of the writings of Immanuel Kant. And he became a skeptic and a confirmed agnostic. Dr. Corral believed in the omnipotence of science, especially medical science. After all, he was a pioneer in the field of suturing blood vessels in the field of organ transplants. Any of you who've had a heart surgery should be grateful for his research. He pioneered the artificial heart and also the machine that keeps you alive while your heart's being checked out. What deeply annoyed him, and that's a light word, he was deeply annoyed, was Lourdes. And the claims made of the miracles that allegedly happened there. These amazing things occurred, he acknowledged, but they could all be explained by science, by auto-suggestion. The person's nervous system reacts to the emotion of the crowds and the rituals, and it is the power of the nervous system, the power of the crowd that made the person feel better and imagines himself to be cured. No one could dissuade Carol from this position. The only cure he would accept was one of an organic disease, 
which he said was improbable because it was impossible. If he ever saw such a miracle, he would become a monk. Adamant though he was in his unbelief, he admitted that somewhere in the recesses of his own mind, he cherished a vague hope of rediscovering his faith. But he also wrote that he hated those pilgrims who came to Lourdes. And he hated the priests that brought them there, who had sealed minds and who were lulled to sleep by a blind faith. But the priests were not the ones with a sealed mind, as he was later to find out. And despite the animosity, he was talked into taking the place of a doctor friend of his, who was to accompany the sick to Lourdes. So with his handbag of solutions of caffeine, ether, and morphine, and with a hypodermic needle, he set off with the sick to Lourdes. But he saw this as a great opportunity to write about the falsehood of the claims made of the healings. And he could write firsthand. As he started the trip, he met a gravely ill person, Marie Ferrand, whom, whom he was asked to take responsibility for. Marie was in the last stages of tuberculosis peritonitis, for which there was no cure. Carell said, Lourdes is powerless against such an organic disease. The Virgin is powerless against such a disease. God is powerless against such a disease. Marie was very weak and would go in and out of consciousness, her face gradually turning grayer by the moment. And she'd endured great suffering because the train would stop and start again. And that would hurt her. So he relieved her pain with morphine. But he thought it would have been much better if she had stayed at home and died. But he was later to write, despite all this, she was happy. It seemed, he said, that her soul, her hope, was in Christ. Even if she did realize, which she did, that her cure was impossible, she carried herself with great cheerfulness. The attendants dared not immerse Marie in the waters from Marcel Grotto for fear of the sudden immersion in the very cold waters would quicken her death. So they brought the, a pitcher of the water to her and carefully washed her extremely distended abdomen 
with it. In great pain, she accepted the water from the grotto. But her bodily indications showed that she was near death. On May 28th at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, when Dr. Carell asked her how she felt, she answered, much better. The others around her thought it was a polite reply. But Dr. Carell noticed something that no one else did in the room. The blanket covering her distended abdomen had become lower. He kept watching the blanket as it slowly went lower and lower and lower until he took it off to see an abdomen nearly normal. At four o'clock in the afternoon, she was rushed back to the hospital. And since she was his responsibility, he took her vital signs. They're all good. The abdomen was normal. And then, greatly troubled, he tore off the sheets which covered her body and frantically touched and probed her flesh all over, looking for one sign of the condition which brought her there. One sign. There was none. Marie Ferrand was cured. She sat up in bed and asked for something to drink and then announced that she wanted to join the Sisters of Charity to help the sick, which she later did. Overcome with great emotion, Dr. Carell fled, fled the room, ran into a nearby chapel, and after a period of silence, he said the following prayer. Gentle Virgin, who bringeth help to the unfortunate who humbly implore thee, keep me with thee. I believe in thee. Thou didst answer my prayers by a blazing miracle. I am still blind to it. I still doubt by the greatest desire of my life. My highest aspiration is to believe, to believe passionately, implicitly, and never more to analyze and doubt. Thy name is more gracious than the morning sun. Take unto thyself this uneasy sinner with the anxious frown and the troubled heart, who has exhausted himself in the vain pursuit of fantasies, 
beneath the deep, harsh warnings of my intellectual pride. A smothered dream persists. Alas, it is still only a dream, but the most enchanting of them all is the dream of believing in thee and of loving thee with the shining spirit of the sons of God. Dr. Corral was later to witness another miracle at Lourdes. A boy blind from birth received sight. Dr. Corral wrote, he wrote a book on it, which I read from. He wrote and spoke about it, Lourdes, throughout France. And for this, Catholic France turned on him. He was ostracized. He lost patience and positions. So he left Lyon, he left France, and came to the United States. First to the University of Chicago, then to the Rockefeller Medical Center in New York, where he remained until he died in 1947. He won Nobel Prize for medicine and biology. President Taft claimed the prize was a tribute to America. He was honored by Princeton, by Brown University, and Columbia University. In 1979, years after his death, a crater on the moon was named after him. He died in 1947, and he died a devout Catholic. Dr. Alexis Carell, fallen away Catholic, agnostic. Dr. Carell had come home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.